Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for our weekly wrap segment where we take a look at the most talked about headline for the week. And while this headline came out on the Thursday, Senior Minister Thaman Shimagaratnam has offered himself as a candidate in the upcoming presidential election. It should take place by September. This will mean that he's going to stand down from his government positions, including coordinating Minister for Social Policies, as well as Chairman of the Monetary Authority of Singapore on July the 7th. He is a political heavyweight and he's running for the presidential election. What will it mean for other potential candidates who are thinking about putting their name forward to say he could be our next president? Well, your guess is as good as mine. But let's uh, dive into this topic with Dr. Felix Tan, political observer, Nanyang Technological University. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Wow. Was this a surprise for you hearing this news yesterday? Uh, indeed. I think it was a little bit of a pleasant surprise, I would say. I mean, very few of us actually expected that, you know, Mr. Farman would run for presidency. But now that he has, has put himself and put his name uh, forward, I think we are, a lot of us are looking forward to his uh, contest. Mm. But you know how they say in the coffee shop, you don't see him like that. Huh? Because this guy was actually uncomfortable with politics of the PAP uh, back during his school days in London. His passport was actually impounded on his return in 1982. He was hauled up for questioning by ISD, the Internal Security Department. What kind of potential president are we getting here? I mean, why do you think he even took up this opportunity? I think that's a very good question. Okay, a few reasons for this. Firstly, why he took up this opportunity? Well, he is from the 3G leadership. And I think we all know that the 3G is, well, moving out of the picture and the 4G leadership is taking uh, shape as we speak. So I think it's a good time, it's the right time that, you know, he takes up the position as the president if he still wants to continue in politics. That's one reason. Second reason, as he has also mentioned uh, as well, that, you know, Madam Halima is no longer running. And you say, what better time would it be if not now than when? I mean, this is the best opportunity for him to run as well. So I think these are a few reasons that, you know, uh, that that he wants to continue. I think third reason that we can look at, well, let's just say that uh, quite a few Singaporeans are actually hoping that, you know, Mr. Salman would actually run for presidency. Well, Mm. he has fulfilled our wish. Yeah. So, Dr. Felix, uh, first as a disclaimer, I love Madam Halima. A little bit disappointed she's not going to continue, but the potential of the next president is quite interesting. And I'm speaking from the point of view as an older millennial. Now, the reason I use that demographic is because once upon a time, a lot of millennials were hoping that Mr. Thaman would have taken up the prime minister's role. Of course, that didn't happen, and it's all about succession planning, the 4G leadership. So, how could millennials and Gen Z's be looking at this potential next president? A guy who's going to shake things up? Am I right to use that phrase? Well, I, I think you, you, you have uh, you know, put it across quite nicely. I think that when you look at, you know, it's the millennials, you know, yeah. they always wanted, you know, Mr. Taman to be the prime minister. Well, I mean, we have seen, you know, what Mr. Taman has said, that he's not ready. He doesn't want to be the prime minister. So that's one reason. But I think, you know, at this point in time, at this juncture in his career, you know, and uh, he has decided to run for presidency, I think it's a good compromise, you know. Mm-hmm. It makes, at least it tells the millennials, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm still around, I'm going to be around and, you know, I'll be, you know, buying for this position. But, you know, if you still want me to be in political office at some point or other, vote for me. You know, I think that's the message that it's trying to uh, strike across. 
As for the Gen Z, well, if they are even very interested in what Mr. Thaman puts to the table and what they would expect Mr. Thaman to do, I think that is something that they will have to look out for. But I think, you know, importantly, let's see who the other possible candidates might be. Oh, okay. Well, since you bring up that point, I just want to jump ahead then, uh, talking about possible candidates. I mean, Mm. we've heard phrases in the news and read reports about how this isn't a political position, but let's face it, Mr. Thaman is associated with the PAP. 20 years, you don't erase that. Although with that comes a very, very credible track record. If I'm a candidate and I'm looking at this, I'm going to go, well, no win what? It's Taman Shemagaratnam. He's so well liked. So will anyone even come forward? <laughs> <laughs> I think this will end up becoming a David and Goliath type yeah. of fight. You know, is there ever going to be a fight? But I think, you know, what is important over here is that we are looking for somebody with the guts, with the tenacity, with even the, the, the sort of experiences and caliber, you know, like uh, Mr. Thaman, yes. For sure that Mr. Thaman has been in politics for a very long time and, you know, we can't negate the fact that we are all pretty familiar with him. Mm. Uh, But I think, you know, it's about having uh, others who dare to come up and fight against or contest against Mr. Thaman. I think, importantly, many Singaporeans are just simply frustrated that this that the presidential election might end up becoming yet another walkover. Yeah. But we are not questioning, and nobody is questioning that you know, Mr. Thaman is not a credible person. In fact, he is more than credible. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think, uh, but we want to see competition. Yeah. And yeah. I think we want to see who's worthy to come on to stage and you know, put their name forward. And that is brave enough to put their name forward. No lie. Actually, we just want our free public holiday on bowling there. I say it, never mind. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but Dr. Felix, okay, I, this is a little bit of a fine trouble question. In, in a good way, I hope. With Mr. Thaman potentially becoming president, we know the 4G is going to take over. What are the odds? What, what should we look at here? Synergy, considering he's going to be XPAP, or the potential on a global stage where Mr. Thaman kind of takes a bit of limelight because this guy has a lot of charisma. He is well known globally. Eh, Singapore might be known a little bit more for the president than prime minister. Am I stretching there? <laughs> I think, yeah, internationally, they might actually know the president more yeah. so than they would know the prime minister. Uh, but I mean, just Mr. Thaman, you know, uh, his, you know, his reputation far surpasses him yeah. or yeah. any of the yeah. 4G leaders as well. But, you know, he has the charisma. He has the personality. What I do see that if he eventually wins and take over as the president, I see it as more of a continuity and more okay. of a guide, you know. He's, okay. he's somebody who uh, wouldn't mince his words, but he puts it across very tactfully yeah. and yeah. he makes his point across. So I see that he is more of a guiding light, you know, for the okay. 4G leaders or whoever takes over the government of the day as well mm. because he is very familiar with the ins and outs of government policy making. Mm. And that's important. Mm. He is very familiar as a former finance minister of our reserves. So, you know, he knows. He knows what is expected of him, what is expected of the role, what he can do, what he cannot do. He has been in politics for 20 years, like you mentioned. So I think there are a lot of things that we have to take note of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, and also on that note, um, when you consider that uh, the news reports are playing up uh, the fact Mm. that uh, he's one of the greatest economic minds around First Asian Chair of the IMF's uh, Policy Forum, it was believed that he was on the shortlist to be become the next IMF chief. Mm. I mean, when you get that kind of approval, it's huge. 
uh, are we reading too much into how that's going to play into the role of a president? Help us understand. Is it more than just a gatekeeper of the reserves? I think that, that, that's a good point that you raised as well. I think we should not just focus on his economic background or finance background and what position he has taken on. I think a lot of that, a lot of the role of the presidency must be moving beyond just economic knowledge. And I think, you know, given his credential and what he needs to do, I think what he needs to do is to be able to speak on behalf of Singaporeans and that is if the need arises. Uh, you know, but this must be in a very bipartisan way, you know, not taking sides with anyone, but just really be there for Singaporeans. And I think Madam Halima has actually shown that, you know, by uh, what she has done in the last couple of years, by raising awareness of what, you know, perhaps pick, you know, among Singaporeans. And I think in that uh, aspect, I think Mr. Taman also has a sort of experience, but I think we need to see much more than just economic knowledge and background. Mm. Let's uh, talk a little bit about this National Day. And the reason I bring that up is because it is going to be the last National Day that we see President Halima Yaakob as she steps away from the role. Her last National Day as President. I love this lady. I'm looking forward to her to, you know, um, managing the guard of honour. Uh, what are your, your your thoughts on, on what we can potentially see? I, I feel that all Singaporeans really like her. Yeah, I think Madam Halima is like the favourite grandma you know, that yeah, everybody wants. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, she is my grandma. You know, and I think she'll be remembered for that. She has the heart for Singaporeans. I mean, as much as there were ups and highs and lows, ups and downs, you know, we have seen you know, how they were going on viral on social media, hashtag not my president. But I think, you know, she is our president, no matter what. And she has shown she is more than just a walkover yeah. <laughs> at all. And uh, she has a heart for Singaporeans. And it's very, very sad. We'll see her go, you know, in her last National Day parade, uh, mm. although we would love to see more of her. Mm-hmm. But I think she can still continue to contribute in her own ways, you know, other ways as well. So one hope that this is not the end of her journey, uh, as you know, even in what she has done and what she has hoped for Singaporeans. Yeah, for sure. Would you describe her as a a careful president as well? And the reason I use the words careful is because of, you know, how she managed and how she showed that she wasn't just giving in to the government when it came down to requests to draw on reserves during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. She, The the words that she used about how she had carefully uh, assessed the situation. Yeah, I I think uh, a lot of us, you know, don't realize that that there's a lot of things that might have gone on behind the scenes that we are not aware of. And so we can't say that, you know, oh, she's just a rubber stamp, you know, uh, uh, president, yeah. because she is not. There are lots of discussion that has probably not shown in mm. public, yeah. not discussed in public, because it needs to be, you know, worked through very carefully. And if we listen to what Madam Halima says sometimes, you know, in her speeches, it's very careful. It's in a way that she knows who she's targeting, what she wants to say. And we know that there's some thought processes that have gone on and gone through in her mind. And, you know, it's, it's not that it's just a policy, you know, and she's going to say, OK, move on ahead. I think those, that, those things that she questions, you know, are very, very important. Yeah. Well, it's been great speaking with you. We've been speaking with Dr. Felix Tan, political observer, Nanyang Technological University. Thank you so much for your time. Take care and have a great weekend ahead. You too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.